serpents. Amen. And in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant who the Lord shall call. This verse of Scripture is what was quoted on the day of Pentecost when they said, what, what are these men, drunk with wine? And somebody said, no, I read, I read what the prophet said when he said there's going to come a day when He will pour out of His Spirit on all flesh. And this right here is just a few flesh, but it's going to be on all flesh before it's all said and done. Amen. Now what I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes is behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. Sister Kirsten and I, a couple years ago, were privileged around our anniversary to be able to go to the Orpheum. Anybody ever been to the Orpheum in Memphis? So if you don't know what that is, it's a great, big, beautiful theater for acting and performances, things of that nature. And big, big time plays and things come there all the time. And this particular time, there was a play that we attended for our anniversary. And I took her there and, and we, you know, just had a tremendous time. But it's the first time I'd ever been to the Orpheum and I didn't know what to expect other than a beautiful auditorium. And we walked in the front doors and I didn't know what to wear exactly. I mean, this is, I think it was a Saturday night and, uh, you know, it's an extravagant place. But I just wore, I think, some blue jeans and some sneakers and a sweater. And uh, Sister Kirsten was about the same fashion. And we walked in the front doors of this place. And there were people dressed in tuxedos. A great many of them. And I turned to her and I said, well, praise the Lord. I guess that uh, we got the occasion wrong. But, you know... Uh, <coughs> We said, uh, you know, we didn't come for these people. We're going to enjoy this thing. And <clears throat> I just underestimated the setting of the event. And not only that, uh, I didn't expect this at all. But, you know, there's always like a refreshment area. And uh, I said, well, let's go get some popcorn or something like that. And we went over there and they're serving more than sodas and popcorn, folks. Amen. They're, they're serving some, some hard liquor in this place. And I said, well, praise the Lord to that too. Uh, we won't be partaking of that, uh, but we're going to try to enjoy this thing anyway. I hope these people are not going to be unruly in their tuxedos. And so we went in and we sat down. And you understand that a, a, a play can be a very long ordeal. <clears throat> they got sometimes two and three acts, and sometimes one of those acts will be an hour and a half. And I think that this was probably a three-hour long event that we went to, and we were fine with that. We were going to enjoy it. Uh, and we sat down, and it starts the first act, and just tremendous performances, and we're just 
fascinated by it. And this particular play is known for the way that they move the stage around, the different props. You know, you've got different scenes and, and places that the people show up in. You've got to maneuver uh, on wheels sometimes, the setting. And it's amazing to see how they do it. Um, and we're seeing all this, and then it's time for an intermission. And this is the time when you go to the bathroom or you get whatever it is you need to eat or, or, or converse with. And the actors and people are, are changing and, and getting ready for the next act. And the curtain comes down. And you can no longer see what's taking place behind the scenes, if you will. And so... If you don't have to go to the bathroom or get something to eat, all you have left to do is to talk to the people around you. Now, we're in Memphis and we don't know any of these people. And so me and Sister Kirsten are just sitting there and we talk a little bit. And all I know to do is kind of look around. And so... Uh, this large, large room, I can't even express to you, with just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of seats, all full of people in their tuxedos. Uh, everybody seems to know each other. I don't know uh, if this is an event that's attended by people that are of the acting uh, Industry or just people from businesses that know each other, but everybody's talking, you know, and dressed nice. And here I am, my blue jeans, and Sister Kirsten dressed in the same fashion, you know, and we're casual. And we don't know anybody, we just kind of talk for a little bit, and then all we know to do is just watch and wait, you know, through 10 minutes until the next act. And I just happen to be watching the stage where nothing's going on, admiring the curtain, this beautiful velvet curtain and the beauty of the old building. But because I was paying attention and because I was not caught up with everybody else and what was going on and I was watching attentively, I happened to be looking at the stage at just the right moment. Because I don't know what caused it. I'm sure it was an accident not intended. But somebody behind that stage moved that curtain just enough to where it came back a little ways. And for about five seconds, I caught a glimpse of a network of people, stage works, and gears that was fascinating to see. You didn't see this in Act 1. You won't see it in Act 2. But the shuffling around of people and this massive moving stage and the things that made it move. I was able, they were un unintending to do it, but I was able to catch a glimpse of it. Not everybody got to see it. Many were oblivious and they were concerned with their martinis and how nice they looked in their tuxedo. 
and their social expeditions. But to some that were watching attentively, they were given a unique vision and access to what was held back from the rest of everybody. And I happened to be in the few. Amen. We, what we see on the surface is always connected to what is happening at a deeper level behind some curtain that you can't see unless you're in the right place. Amen. And there come a day when Moses would be just checking the sheep and making sure they're all right. He wasn't concerned with what was going on at home. He was doing what he was supposed to do. But because he was, he stumbled across a bush that happened to be burning. Nobody else saw it. Nobody else could be a part of it. But all of a sudden, he was standing on holy ground. Amen. And take your shoes off, Moses, because you've stumbled onto something that because you were doing what I asked you to do, you get to see it. That doesn't happen for everybody. God doesn't do that for everybody. But for the people that's in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time, they get to see it. Amen. What is behind the curtain? Things that are on a deeper level, spiritual, not just physical. Amen. We can bind deep things. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There are things around you going on that you can bind. Because it's deeper than just the exterior. Amen. And God will show you what is happening. He'll show you what's taking place so you can act on that. Now, what I've come to say this morning, and I believe very strongly in my spirit, is that God wishes to show people some visions. Yes, amen. amen. You hear me this morning? God wants to pull back the curtain for you just a little bit. And where you are at right now, perhaps, is the intermission where it seems like nothing in your life is going on and you're struggling with what's next and what is to take place. But if you're looking in the right place and you're doing the right thing at the right time, God will pull back that curtain and what you're going to see is going to shock you in the plan of God. That's what God wants to show somebody today. Things that allowed somebody to see behind the curtain. you got to be in the right place. Amen. Got to be in the right place. If you want a vision from God, He needs to find you in prayer. Amen. You want to see behind the curtain? You ought to find yourself in the church house. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You want to find yourself seeing what nobody else sees? You got to be doing right. Amen. Something else that's going to contribute to that. You can't be consumed with the small things. That's right. Now, everybody else in this place was worried about each other. And what brand tuxedo you're wearing today. Amen. And what job promotion this guy got. And all these things, you know, that's going on around me. But I just happen to be concerned with what God is doing with what was taking place. Why we're all here. 
And that is when you catch a glimpse behind the curtain in the plan of God. You ain't worried about everybody else. Ain't worried about the people that are doing wrong. But just make sure you're doing right. And make sure you're not worried about everybody else and how bad they've got it, but make sure that in your life, you're living for God. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Amen. You're interested in more than a show. That's right. That's good. But what is taking place in the show? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And not only that, it just so happened, it just so happened that I came prepared a little bit differently than everybody else. Perhaps today, you got to be doing what the will of God is for your life. Amen. Perhaps, perhaps you got to be doing, even though maybe it doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do, what God said is right, you've got to be doing it. Amen. You've got to be saying the right things, not the wrong things. You've got to be wearing the right things and not the wrong things. Can I have an amen this morning? God respects that and He will pull back that curtain just a little bit for somebody who is so committed. Not only that, they've got to be invested in the story. Yes. If I wasn't so concerned with what had been going on with that stage, I might not have caught the glimpse behind that curtain. But if you're concerned and invested in the things of God, He will show you things that nobody else gets to see. Yes, he will. Amen. Why in the world do you think that God is waking up Sister Kim in the middle of the night and showing her things that she did not ask for or even expect? Because she's invested and interested in what God is doing and she's invested in His plan. And so God says, because you're there, I'm going to pull back the curtain just a little bit. And show you what is about to take place. And not only that, we've got to have our eyes open to see the glory of God. I want you to understand something today. God is heavily, unbelievably at work in this church. And in the people of this church. There's things that you'll never know about that God is in the process of doing right now. There's things He's done in the past you'll never know, but God did it. And those who were open to the glory of God got to see Him in His glory. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. John the Revelator. In a bad situation, you can go back and read it for yourself. God gave him revelation and vision in a moment. And pulled back the curtain in the middle of struggle to show him what was to come. Right. Not just any vision. I'm going to give you a vision of the people saved. I'm going to give you a, a, a vision of the end times. You're going to see John, the embodiment of the Antichrist. But not only that, I'm going to show you his demise. And I'm going to show you me reigning with you for thousands and thousands of years and into eternity. I'm going to give you that vision even as you're stranded on an island. Even as you're in your struggle. Even as you're in the intermission. 
I'm going to pull back the curtain and let you see what my plan is. I feel like telling somebody today, you found yourself surrounded maybe in your life by people who don't look like you do, who don't act like you do, who don't believe what you do. But because you have maintained your focus on the plan of God, He's getting ready to pull back the curtain and show you things that maybe you shouldn't have even gotten sight of. I can't help but believe that in its entirety when the Scripture says it's going to come to pass that your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men are going to dream dreams and your young men are going to see visions. I'll pull back the curtain for you if you'll focus on what you need to focus on. While everybody else is concerned with themselves, amen, and the things going on in this world, focus yourself on my plan and what I want for you, for your life, and do what's right, and I'll pull back the curtain and show you what is to come. Amen. It did not happen for everybody. It did not happen for every Christian in the New Testament. It did not happen for every loyal servant in the Old Testament. But ladies and gentlemen, there were times when God said, I'll show you my plan. Not everybody else is going to get it, but you're going to get it. What will happen, what is happening in this church, is God has grabbed the curtain and He's pulling it back for people to see that they may act upon that. Amen. How many... I just wonder if there's anybody who would love to get a glimpse into God's great plan. Amen. Amen. I wonder if there's anybody who would be alright with God waking you up in the middle of the night and showing you what He's going to do in your family. I wonder if there's anybody who you would love to have God wake you up in the middle of the night and show you your answer to prayer and tell you it's going to happen soon. Yes, Lord. I wonder if there's anybody who would be alright with God showing you a family member that's not living for God today and show them living in holiness tomorrow. Oh, would anybody be alright with that? Is there anybody who would be so focused on the curtain that God pulls it back for you? Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? That is the intention of God. What I'm telling you today is God spoke to me. There are going to be visions to people in this church. There are going to be people who because they were looking in the right place and they were doing right at my time, I've pulled back for them to see. Praise God. And maybe the thing that you've been praying for so long and you can't even hardly envision it happening. Maybe God's not even spoken to you a word about it. Anybody ever been in the position where you pray and it's like, I've not heard a word? That's God's decision. But there are times when people, because they have placed themselves just right, God gives them vision. Amen. He has to speak. God tells Abraham, I'm about to destroy and wipe off the face of the earth. Sodom and Gomorrah. You've got family there. I'm letting you know. That's what I'm about to do. But because of intercession, 
being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, the mind of God was changed. And he pulled back the curtain. Says, here's what I'm going to do. Maybe you're not a minister today. Maybe you don't feel like the most spiritual person. That's okay. That doesn't bar God from moving in your life. You know what happened the other night at prayer meeting? I don't know if everybody was here. God pulled back the curtain a little bit on Tuesday night at prayer meeting. Now, there, there was a point. It came to that point where God said, I'd love to pull this curtain back, but I just need somebody who is so focused that they'll speak the interpretation. Amen. And Sister Lisa, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I thank God that you were looking in the right place at the right time. Amen. You were paying attention to what God was doing in the moment. Amen. And everybody's praying. And we're all looking that direction. And it just so happens. He pulls back the curtain before everybody. And that moment, that moment is so special. Amen. God wants to do that the more. Amen. God wants to release yes, spiritual gifts in this church. He's going to release spiritual gifts in this church even more than He has. Yes. What we've got to do is ready ourselves, folks. Yes. Would you lift your hands right now? Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, Lord, I want to see behind the curtain, God, show what nobody else gets to see. Amen. Amen. But Lord, in order for that to happen, we commit ourselves even further to Your purpose. Somebody make a commitment right now to God. I'm going to be looking in the right place. I'm not going to find myself focused on things that are not important. I'm going to be doing the right thing when it's time to do the right thing. <laughs> and God shows His glory. He doesn't have to do it, but He does it because we're doing right. And all we're left to do is say, holy, 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 we'll step into Your will. We'll do what You want. Let me speak this. Let me speak this. We're not going to operate on fear in this church. Amen. And when God does get ready to do that, we're not going to cower back in fear. You know what the most occurring phrase in the entire Bible is? Fear not. Yes. Two word phrase, most occurring in the entire Bible. Fear not. I can't help but believe God would put that in there because He don't want fear in His church. Amen. When He says, I'm going to speak and I'm going to show you visions, I'm going to give you prophecy, fear can't be there. It can't be present. We've got to pray fear out of our lives, out of this church. Amen. Somebody lift your voice right now and speak out of His fear. Fear's not going to be in my life. Fear's not going to be in my family. It's not going to be in my church. He's given me perfect peace to act on His promises.
His Word. I'm going to have confidence in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. through somebody but let this preacher tell you today that it's biblical yes, amen. I just read you the prophecy the prophet Job you young men are going to have visions your old men are going to dream dreams yeah. and I know that they quoted it again when the Holy Ghost was poured out but that wasn't the end of it folks we're still writing the story yes we are and every time, every time prophecy goes forth, that's, that scripture's fulfilled again. Every time somebody's awakened in the night with a dream, it's fulfilled again. When somebody's healed, it's just a fulfillment of scripture. We're not trying to be something that's showy. That's not the intention of anybody in this church. We just want to flow in the spirit. And when God moves and says, speak, I want to speak. And when He says, I want to heal, I want to lay hands and pray that they're going to be healed. Amen. That's attitude I have. Not a fear of if He'll go through with it or not. But Lord, just use me and Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And let's pray this morning in dismiss of God. Thank You for speaking to us today. We want to walk out with fresh understanding. Amen.
tell us to do, God. Amen. Speak through every one of us, Lord. Show us what it is you want us to see. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. I will dismissed this morning. Please, please be back for prayer tonight. We want to pray and, and let God move in this service. Pray toward this service tonight. Amen. That God would speak what He wants to and move how He wants to move. Amen. And Brother Mark's going to preach. Amen. And we're going to enjoy that. God's going to move greatly. Shake somebody's hand as you're dismissed.